Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. On today's episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, am I the asshole? We've read through this very popular Reddit forum and we found the best travel-related am I the asshole scenarios to debate, tying in hostile etiquette, traveling with significant others and friends and families as well, and also airplane entitlement. Asshole, yay or nay? Will you guys have the same views as we do on some of these scenarios? Let's find out. Hey Steph, how's it going? Oh, it's going fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I have already started some of my planning for my New Year's travel resolutions. Um, for those of you that haven't listened to our episode from a couple weeks ago, have a listen. You can hear what Steph and I are planning for this year and what we achieved from last year, but I've received a few different DMs from listeners now on um, some ideas for wellness retreats. So I'm looking into those. I have to say in Europe, it does seem like yoga retreats is what is there. Everything I'm Googling is just yoga retreat, yoga retreat. And I'm like, "Eh." or fasting retreats, ones that you go and fast where you basically don't eat for like four days, which I'm like, hell no, I want to come back relaxed and happy not miserable and hungry (laughs) yeah hard pass to that hard pass yeah one thing I found this past week because I was looking at retreats for another reason is Mm -hmm. what actually the way I found the best ones were I found this the one I loved I went to the venue or the you know where it was being hosted I went to their Instagram page yeah and on their Instagram page they post and advertise all the different retreats coming up there that year Mm-hmm. And that was a really cool way to look through because I was finding so many different types of retreats. Yeah. So that maybe, maybe, if you know. Well, like- I've looked online. There is a site, uh, like, I'm looking at, the, I guess it's a bunch of different companies that run okay, them. Perfect. And it's all, like, in one website. And you can kind of, you can filter by different types of retreats, but they all seem to come back to yoga somehow. (laughs) Like it's all, even if you like filter wellness or like relaxing and it's like, oh, wake up at 8 a.m. and do yoga, which do you know what? At the end of the day, it's like, as I said, if there's a bit of yoga incorporated, that's fine. But 
Some of them are like hardcore yoga retreats. And I'm like, no, that's not what I want to do. So I just have to do a bit more research, I think. And again, if anyone's listening that knows any good wellness retreats that are not solely focused around yoga, let me know. Beautiful. But otherwise, you're heading off to Dubai tomorrow, I think. In about 36 hours. So you're not that far off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. I know. I'm excited. You'll have to um, report back your thoughts on Dubai. It's Steph's first time in Dubai. And I feel like Dubai is definitely one of those places that it's very Marmite or for the Aussies, Vegemite, meaning you either love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I know I've loads of people that. that absolutely love Dubai. And then a lot of other people that are like, no, thank you. I don't actually know. I say that and I'm like, I don't know if I, I definitely don't love it, but mm. I don't hate it either. But granted, I've, well, no, I've been there for a personal trip as well. I don't know. I'm still on the fence. Yeah, so maybe I think it might surprise me because I'm not big into opulence. So my expectations yeah. are low for liking it. But maybe because my expectations are low. You know what I mean? So we'll yeah. see how it goes. Well, make sure you do bring footwear that is not just thongs. Though, Steph, I know. I there's know. a lot of places you cannot get in, even oh, though it's hot. <laughs> not even that. And this will be a good segue into our episode but not even that last time i flew business class from Cairns back to melbourne and i wasn't allowed into the business lounge because i yeah. had open-toed shoes on yeah i mean that that's a yeah that's a standard thing on business lounges so i'm definitely on top of the closed toed shoes 100% on top of that. And make sure, you know, obviously you're bringing, you still have to cover your shoulders up in some yes. places in Dubai, which I think a lot of people are, they they think they don't have to because they're like, oh, Dubai is pretty westernized. And it is. But like when you walk through the mall, for example, shoulders have to be covered, knees have to be covered. So there's still parts of it where just it's always a good idea to bring. Yeah. Some a little shawl. Clothing. Some modest clothing, big flowy linen pants, always, yes, always a winner in I hot weather. So. They're literally hanging to dry right now. Perfect. Well, you'll have to let us know. But for this week's episode, we thought it'd be just good to keep it a bit lighthearted. And so what we thought we would do. So for those that scour Reddit as much as I do. So I'm a big Reddit fan. And I, I go on Reddit never a lot. I used Reddit, which Andrea has learned while I tried to prepare for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Reddit is, it's basically a big forum, right? And people can type in scenarios or questions or about everything and anything and people respond. And I actually, I use Reddit now as essentially a search engine. Like, When I'm looking for, I don't know, if I want to buy something and I'm looking for like reviews on it, I'm not looking on the Amazon reviews. Half of those are fake. I will quite literally Google, I don't know, say a water bottle. I don't know. Put in the water bottle name, type in, type it in Google with Reddit. And then I'll see if other people have actually written like honest reviews about it in forums. Like there is a forum for everything in Reddit and you can find real people giving real answers and real opinions on things, good and bad. And so they have one forum on there. It's called Am I the Asshole? And the Am I the Asshole forum is pretty fun just to scroll through because it's exactly, it's lots of people essentially writing in their scenarios, looking for validation from strangers on the internet, (laughs) letting them know. Sounds like a recipe (laughs) for crying to me. Yeah. (laughs) 
But let it, like looking for people to tell them that they're not the asshole in a certain situation. So obviously, you know, people are typing in lots of different things where they've had maybe some conflict with someone and they're trying to figure out, was I in the wrong or were they in the wrong? And so again, the forum is called Am I the Asshole? And we thought it'd be funny to kind of look through some travel related Am I the Asshole scenarios and see what Steph and I think of them and yes. see I've if we think these people are the here. assholes. Yeah. So... I think we should dive straight in. I think we've got some good ones, some funny ones. All right. So you've got them there. (laughs) Speaking of airport lounges, am I the asshole for paying for a lounge at an airport during a long layover? I'm traveling with five friends now. We're traveling cheap. We did have one long layover, though, in an airport with a great VIP lounge. As everyone knows, they have free food, free liquor, great chairs and showers. Told my friends they didn't want to waste the money. So I went by myself. Had some drinks, snacks, nap, long hot shower, caught up with my friends at the gate. I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, a little drunk, and when we started talking, they were bitching about the cost of everything at the airport. So then when they asked why I looked so pleased, I told them about my stay in the lounge. Two got visibly angry and told me I was an asshole for not telling them everything that was in the lounge. They had actually spent more money on food and drinks than I had. (laughs) I said that lounges aren't a secret and that the internet exists and they could have looked up the information. Am I the asshole? (laughs) This is funny because we just talked about, I think a couple episodes ago, how I see me getting sort of status with British Airways. So I'm, you know, I'm a frequent flyer with BA. I have certain status now that gets me free lounge access. And I almost look at it as a cost saving measure Because as you said, shit is expensive at an airport. And when you're in a lounge, everything's free. Drinks are free. Food is free. A lot of them have showers. Like, it's a very nice experience. Um, Is he the asshole? Is the question, is he the asshole for not telling his (laughs) friends enough about it or for going? Because I will say, no, he is absolutely not the asshole for going without his friends. His friends had the same opportunity he did. Yeah. Even if... He had, okay, I'm trying to think of this scenario. Maybe let's put it to me and you. So Steph, if you and I were together, maybe it's different if it's two people. But say if you didn't have lounge access and I did, I feel like if I went and left you on your own, I'd be a bit of an asshole. But if you had the opportunity to pay, that's the difference, right? Yeah. Because it sounds like he didn't go to an exclusive lounge no, it was where they couldn't get in. You can't in. pay for a lot of lounges anymore. You can pay for some, yeah. but they're not as ex- you know, they're not as bougie, I would say. Yeah. Like the one in Toronto, for example, the paid lounge, you don't get free alcohol. Oh. Well. You get free food and nice seats or whatever, but there's no alcohol. You still have to pay for that. Gross. Um, yeah. But so I think okay, so say it was me and you. We're at an airport. Yeah. We have a layover and I say to you, hey, Steph, there's a lounge. Yeah. It's 40 bucks, $40 to go in there for the next like three hours or whatever. Should we go? I would really like to go. And you said to me, I don't want to pay the money. I And if I did and if I went, I don't think I'd be the asshole. I'd I, be like, see, all right, I we'll don't, suit I yourself. Think we're on the same page here. I don't think you'd be an asshole either. I think when you travel with friends, too, sometimes it's kind of nice to have a little break from your friends yeah, while you're traveling. Yeah, totally. But also, yeah. what made me laugh about this one, because as I was reading through, I'm like, not an asshole, not an asshole. Then I got to the end where there were a couple key things in there where I'm like, I think it might have also been not just that he went, but the way he, I get the vibe, the way he says, he admits he was a little drunk. He was looking a little smug. 
was he, I was gonna say was he being smug coming I back get like the haha vibe from the end that he was being pretty smug about it so like yeah something that maybe just might have annoyed them but you'd be like oh it's fine whatever but the smugness yeah. might just push you over the edge I think that as well yeah. I think they probably there's an element of jealousy there where maybe they didn't have the money where they could afford it well they did have the money because they spent more than that in the airport true I mean, it just sounds like a big lesson learned for his friends that it's like, yeah, you know, the money you could have lounge spent is worth it. at the lounge. Now, the other scenario, though, I would say, again, if it's me and you, say I have exclusive access to a lounge that you can't pay for. Yeah. So I have my, again, my BA lounge I can go to. You don't. Yeah. And we're traveling together, just the two of us. And if I'm like, hey, Steph, I'm going to go to the lounge. I know you can't access, like you can't get in there. Yeah. I'm going to leave you. I think I'd be an asshole then. Oh, I'd still totally watch different. It. Like me as a person, though, I'd be like, go use the lounge and bring me out some snacks. <laughs> Maybe, but that I think that's different. Okay. As long as the people that you're traveling with have the same access and the same opportunity mm-hmm. to access yeah. that lounge, I don't, I don't think so. But I think it's you are an asshole if you are traveling with someone and you're like, okay, hey, bye, I'm going to leave you for three hours while I go into like my VIP lounge and you can't come in. That's an asshole move. I okay. Think. Tell me what you think of this scenario. So say you and someone are going on the same flight together and you've booked mm-hmm. at different times. So you booked at different times. Yeah. They booked originally. They were like, Hey, these are the seats I'm in. If you can sit nearby me, you go to book, but because you have frequent flyer status, you have access to way better seats. Would you sit in the better seats and be like, hey, like, we don't really have to sit together on the flight, like, or would you sit in worse seats for a long flight, 14 hours, and sit in worse seats to be near your friend? Well, does my friend really want me sitting with them or not? They said they're okay either way. Then I would take the more comfortable seat. Okay, perfect, because I just had this scenario with Dubai, and you just validated (laughs) me. (laughs) Yeah. No, because I think that's different as well when you're flying. Like, you're just flying. I feel like, I don't know. There's something in the air. I don't know. I think 14 hours is a long flight. Yeah. Whereas, like, when you're at the airport, you know, before you fly, once you've checked in, there is a social element to it. Like, if you're with people. Mm -hmm. Where when you're sitting on a flight, it's not, if that makes sense. Yeah. And half the flight, you're just trying to sleep uncomfortably anyways. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't understand even couples that sit next to... Like, if I was in a couple... If I had a boyfriend, one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned from traveling with previous significant others is, holy shit, you can get on each other's nerves so badly when you're traveling. (laughs) Like, airports are stressful. Flying is stressful. Um, I would absolutely be like, hey, let's go pick both like a window or an aisle seat each wherever we want to sit. We don't have to sit together. Because ultimately, one of you is going to be stuck in a middle seat then. Yeah. Right? You're, unless you're flying obviously Ooh, business the trick or though, the trick for that is to each book an aisle seat. Well, the trick is that's the trick is not the two aisle seats. The trick is that you book the window and the aisle seat and hope nobody books the middle seat. That's the trick. And then if somebody does book the middle seat, then you just swap with them and then you sit next to each other. Oh, but who wants to go in the middle? That's rough. That is rough. Well, nobody does, but the idea is you book it, and then when people are picking their seats, they don't want to pick a middle seat. Not like what you did, where you bo- you oh, booked I the know. middle seat. I know. You did it the other way around, which makes I no sense so at all. <laughs> Steph booked a middle seat, thinking nobody would want to book. I had the a aisle. momentary brain lapse. I think I and, had a mini stroke. Yeah, she, when I checked in, <laughs> I, I think you were thinking of that scenario. 
No, I wasn't at all, actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then people obviously booked the middle and the aisle seat, or the window the and the whole aisle seat. seat. Was, the plane was full. And yeah. Steph was stuck in the middle. She'd booked, picked the middle seat. Yeah. yeah. You were an asshole to yourself in that situation. I was. I was. Well, speaking of <clears throat> switching seats, okay, mm-hmm. am I the asshole for refusing to switch seats with a kid on an eight-hour flight? This was my second eight-hour flight. I'd booked an aisle seat so I could get up without bothering others and a special meal due to health requirements. Boarded the plane, found my seat, settled in. A family gets on with three kids, asked if I could switch with one of their kids so they could be together. Father wasn't anywhere near the mother and the kids, so it looked to me like they left their seats to random assignment. I initially said yes, thinking it was just a move across the aisle, but then realized they wanted me to switch to a middle seat, and I said no. Another passenger then gets up and says he has a seat in the back that I can move to, and I said no. I said I'd booked my seat, I ordered a dietary meal, and there was no way I was moving to a middle seat. He then starts loudly criticizing me and saying he hopes I understand that I'm splitting a family up. This eventually attracts attention from the crew because it's holding up the boarding. They did get a passenger on the other end of a row to switch seats somewhere so they could sit together. I don't think I was in the wrong here. I'd organized everything beforehand and did not like being criticized by random people sitting around me for an eight-hour flight. Am I the asshole? Not the asshole at all. And I, like, always am like, oh, I would love to get into one of those arguments on a plane one day because I would... (laughs) happily tell people to fuck off in the nicest way possible but if you've booked you have done everything you're meant to do you've paid for your seat presumably mm-hmm. you booked it ahead of time you've she, it sounds like she's booked her meal she's done everything she yeah. needs to do responsible for herself and herself only to make her long flight comfortable families this drives me up the wall families that travel that don't pre-book their seats, that have the opportunity to do that. And I know nowadays traveling is expensive and you have to pay for seats, you know, ahead of time, which you didn't always have to do on some airlines. But your children and your family are your responsibility. They're not anybody else's. It's not up to me to make your traveling or your kids traveling more comfortable. At the end of the day, I don't care about your kids. (laughs) They're not my kids. I don't care about your family. And I know that sounds harsh, but like, I feel like we do live in a society where we, there is this like expectation that people have to cater to people with children in every situation. And in a lot of situations, yes, of course, you know, you do cater to women that are pregnant, (laughs) women that have small children, you know, of course you give them a seat on a train or whatever it might be. But when it comes to pre-planning where you have the opportunity to do all this pre-planning yourself and then you expect other people to change up their plans because and your excuse is I have kids we're a family you're splitting up a family it's like first of all get over it it's an eight-hour flight you can sit separately one parent can sit with one kid the other parent can sit with another kid sounds like the dad totally just fucked off too like he wasn't even (laughs) there to help them yeah exactly so yeah absolutely not the asshole it obviously makes a very awkward situation you know and I've had that before I actually was in a very similar scenario once where I booked a window seat um I was in like the fifth row or something paid for that seat and then I had someone come up saying like oh we're trying to you know someone that worked on the plane we're trying to put a family together would you be willing to switch seats so this family you know she pointed at this woman who had like two small kids and there was a husband they can sit together. And I was like, well, where is the new seat? I said, if it's a window seat and closer to the front, 
Absolutely. But I'm like, yeah. if it's in the back, if it's a middle seat, fuck that. I mean, this in this Never. situation, yeah. this woman was being asked to move to a middle seat. Absolutely not. The flight attendant said, oh, no, we can move you to a window seat in the second row. I'm like, yep, done deal. Grab my bag, moved up. Nice. So it's fine in that if you're going to if you're going to be given something better. equal or better than what you especially if you've paid for it. Yeah. Then yeah, but if they if they had said, "Well, no, there's only a seat." Even if it was two rows back, I would have been like, "No, sorry. I paid like it was like 20 pounds for that seat." And I I I would not have cared if I had split that family up. Not my problem, not my responsibility. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I agree. I've never run into this on a plane where I've been asked to switch, but I have been on a train, a 24-hour train ride where, and this was in China. So on the trains there, they they sell all the seats, but they also sell standing tickets on 24-hour oh, right. train rides, which is God. crazy to me. And I, thankfully, I was like pre-warned about this in advance, but what I guess what a lot of parents of with, with children on trains will do. Is they'll get the children to come up to you and like make a sad face at you. Why yeah. don't you just like, oh, you can sit here for a little bit. But then I guess they just like will keep the seat for the whole ride. And then the parents will pick their kids up and sit in there and hold their kids on their lap and stuff. Yeah. And so I was warned about it. And I did have multiple kids come up to me and like give me little puppy dog eyes wanting my seat. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> no. I think it would actually work better on me if it was like elderly people. I don't feel sorry yeah. for children standing i mean at a certain age yeah fine if if it's a baby if i see a woman on like say the tube in london with a baby if she's got a baby strapped to her absolutely i will give her my seat but when i see parents with like children that are more than capable of standing it do- i don't feel sorry for them I, I would not give them my seat i don't think if it's an old person though that's what they should yeah. do on the train in china Bring me a 90-year-old little old lady or a man giving me puppy dog eyes? Like, 100%. Please, take my seat. Oh, yeah. But kids, I don't know. Kids don't tug on my heartstrings. I, to be honest, <laughs> it, if I don't know the kid, I don't really... I don't like kids. I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. Totally That's fair. honest. I don't. The only kids I like are kids that I that I know. My friend's kids. My sister's kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And I don't think that's that uncommon. I think a lot of people feel that way. No, if a kid came up to me and gave me puppy dog eyes and I don't know them, I'd be like, ooh, get this gross germy child away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the good thing is, so because this scenario, I think, was actually pretty common with families getting split up. And if they wanted to charge $30, $40 per seat to upgrade, you got a family of five, like that's a couple hundred dollars. Whereas now, I know in Australia, at least, they're making that illegal where if you buy a group of five, they have to offer you tickets together, especially if there's minors in the party. I think it was yeah. only if there's minors, actually. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I do think it's a bit ridiculous that airlines are we'll splitting. let a six-year-old be off somewhere by themselves. I mean, it's yeah. It's absurd. Yeah, it is yeah. absurd. And I'd be like, if I was a parent, I'd be like, all right, flight attendant, have fun looking after my six-year-old for the next eight hours like yeah. on a in a seat on his own. I get that. But I mean, yeah. as it is now, if you are a family... You want to sit together. If you're flying with an airline that requires you to book ahead, book the seats together. You got to do it. You can't expect everyone else to bend over backwards for you. Nobody cares. Tough love here, but nobody cares about your children as much as you do <laughs> or Which your is family. True. Yeah. If, if anyone does, you should actually be alarmed. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
Okay. All right. Perfect. We're on the same page there. Not an asshole. So no one's an asshole, we're saying, in these situations. All right. So this one, this next one I find a little bit interesting because I, I, you know that meme of that girl who's like, no. And then like, what? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is how I felt about this one. What? No, I don't know this. (laughs) You didn't describe that meme very well. No. Huh? If I send it to you, it's actually the perfect description. I'll okay, send it to fine. you later. Okay. All right. Am I the asshole for not wanting to stay in a hostel? My girlfriend and I are planning some trips. Only problem is she wants to visit all these remote places in Asia where the only accommodation that are, is available are a bunch of dirty $20 a night hostels. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stay in such poor accommodation. So I suggested that we visit places with good hotels and just take day trips. She said I'm being arrogant. Am I the asshole? Money isn't an issue. Ooh. When you when you say girlfriend, this is her boyfriend? Yes. Or girlfriend as in a friend, okay. This is a tough oh, one. Oh, I don't know. Well, either way, if you're if yeah. they're just traveling the two of them. Yeah. I assume um, the way I read it, I assume this was the boyfriend writing it. Yeah. Ooh, so he's asking so he doesn't want to stay at the the dirty hostel well, dirty. I mean, the thing is they're subjective, right? Is it actually dirty or it's just well, that's where a rundown my, hostel. That's where my eyebrow went up a little bit cuz I'm like, are they dirty or is this someone who's never stayed in a hostel who thinks they're all dirty? Yes. I actually think That was the vibe I got. From this scenario, there would definitely need to be some compromise, but the hard question is he the asshole? I think he is a little bit. I think he's being a little bit of an asshole because by the sounds of it, he's never... It sounds like she wants to really visit these places. Mm-hmm. It's important to her to visit them. It sounds like he's never stayed in a hostel before. And That's, I think... Yes, agree. I think he needs to maybe... What they need to do is compromise. Maybe book... And if it's only $20, right? And let's be honest. if they're Where are they going? To, in Asia somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, throughout They're Asia. They're probably cheaper. $20 for a hostel in Asia for one night is actually sounds pretty expensive to me. It's probably, you can probably found cheaper ones. But anyways, I think he should try it for one night. And if he really doesn't like it, 
then the girlfriend needs to compromise and not be an asshole and say, you know what, my boyfriend is actually really uncomfortable staying here. I So yeah, I would say though, on surface level, based on this question, he is being a bit of an asshole. Okay. Yeah, when I read this one, at a glance, like my inclination is to say, someone's not an asshole if they don't like hostels, right? Like yeah. you can be like, that's just not my vibe. The same way someone doesn't like Airbnbs or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I read that dirty $20 per night hostel, I was like, oh, I think this is someone who's never stayed in hostels and has yeah. a lot of assumptions about them in their head. Like, yep. And you're, to your point, there should be more investigation. It's like, because you can get private rooms. You yes. can get, there's all these different options where it's like, I have a feeling this guy doesn't even know the options. Like he hasn't yeah. compromised to explore what that would look like. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I think there's definitely compromise there. Like you said, get the private room at the hostel. Right. Like, yeah, again, most hostels will have private rooms and you still get the hostel experience for the hostel price. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think he's being an asshole. Now, if his if he tries it out, it'd be a different scenario. I think if he's like stayed in lots of hostels before, I don't know, because I'm thinking if it was me and if I was with someone and because I have stayed in hostels before and I'm at an age now, I don't want to stay in hostels. I probably wouldn't want to either. But again, if it was because it was in places where you couldn't find a nice hotel. And if I really wanted to travel to those places, I'd just have to bite the bullet and be like, all right, sacrifice a couple nights of quote unquote luxury and just stay in the hostel. Yeah, it's tough. This is why traveling with people, it's really tough. This is why I prefer solo travel because, (laughs) you know, you have to make compromises. And but I do think he's being a bit of an asshole by the sounds of it. Yeah, I agree. A little bit of an asshole. Kind of need more info. It was a very short post with not yeah. a lot. So, okay. but I'm I'm on the same page. Speaking of hostels, okay. Mm-hmm. Am I the asshole for going in and out of the hostel at night while people are sleeping? Hostel in Amsterdam. I'm in a six person room. Four people in our group. Two in theirs. With us on vacation, we're following our own schedule. We can leave, get ready, get home. Da da da. These other people go to bed at 11 p.m. every night. We're trying to be respectful in the sense of keeping the noise down. But it is an intimate room, hard not to make noise. We are all sensing that our roommates, the other group, are not appreciating this. Are we being assholes? On one hand, I do feel sorry we're disturbing them. But on the other, I don't want our rare vacation abroad to be restricted by some other people in the room with different schedules. Is the happy medium just being as quiet as we can? If we are being assholes, should we be paying more to get a hotel so we don't disturb anyone? Are we the assholes? Mm. So it's 11 o'clock. Yeah. They're getting ready at 11 o'clock to go out? No, no, no. So the other people in the group are going to bed at 11 every night. Yeah. And they're just kind of like, not getting ready, but coming in at, you know, in the middle of the night or, yeah. Like Oh, so knows? they're coming home late and being loud? They don't really say, they just say they're kind of going in and out of the hostel at night while people are sleeping. Okay. Here's the thing with hostels. First of all, depends what type of hostel you're staying in. There's definitely party hostels where they don't have like, quote unquote, quiet hours. It's just, I guess, a free for all. There's a lot of hostels, though, that have the same principle of like noise ordinance laws, if you will, where they have quiet hours where they say like past 11, please be respectful of other people in the hostel. They're sleeping. And if you do have to go into your room, say, you know, of course, if you're sharing 
a hostel or sharing a room in a hostel, you have to expect people are going to come back late at night after they've been out. But when you come back, say you do come back at 3 a.m. or something, go into your hostel, be as quiet as you can. Don't turn the lights on. Yeah, that's That's, a big one. Don't turn the lights on. Everyone now should have a, you know, a phone that has a flashlight on it. Yeah. Um, But try to be as quiet as possible. I mean, sure, have a whispering conversation or something. Don't be talking at like full volume. I Again, I don't know the context, how loud they're being, how disruptive they're being. I mean, like, it sounds like they're being pretty conscious of their noise level. Yes. I if do If what too. they're writing is true. I assume everyone's a liar, but they said they're being conscious of the noise. Yeah. And so I think, I, and I agree with you, again, on surface level based on this question, I don't think they're being the asshole. It sounds like people have gone to bed, they're coming back, they're entitled to obviously access the room, make a bit of noise. Mm -hmm. But if it's not excessive, I don't think they're being the assholes. Um, I agree. The people that are sleeping and if they're expecting complete silence and not to be disturbed at all in the middle of the night, they should be the ones that go and stay in a hotel. Yeah. So with hostels, there has to be that compromise. But again, hostel life doesn't mean that you get to be an asshole and like make all the noise you want and piss off everyone around you. I mean, Steph, when you and I stayed in a hostel, we've had that where I remember you got pretty pissed off with a group of girls that came back and same thing. They turned the lights on. Yeah. Yeah. Like 3am. Like they weren't even trying to be quiet. They just came back and four of us were sleeping and they were having a loud conversation. Again, light lights fully on big lights on getting ready for bed. And Steph just like jumped out of bed. Yeah. (laughs) What did you do? You ran over to the lights, you turned them off, and you were like, shut the fuck up or something. Yeah, so like people are sleeping. Yeah, people are <laughs> sleeping. So yeah, I think by the sounds of it, this girl's not being the asshole. I feel like if she wasn't trying to be quiet, or he or she, I don't know if it's a girl or a guy, but um, probably wouldn't be writing in to validate. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you know when you're in this type of scenario, if someone's telling you, to shut the fuck up in a hostel. You probably know you are kind of being an asshole. I know. Maybe. People don't just use that willy-nilly. I feel like to your point, you touched on a few points where like, don't turn the lights on. That's an asshole move. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be loud. And the other big one for me that people seem to do is don't have all your stuff. If you're going to be coming back at 3 a.m., don't have all your stuff in a grocery bag or a plastic oh. bag. Where... <laughs> you can it's like trying to eat a bag of chips you can't do that mm-hmm. quietly yeah that that was one that always shits me when people would have their stuff in plastic bags and they'd be trying to like oh okay i yes. say yeah if you're gonna be especially in a hostel if you know you're gonna be coming back late i always just like to have my stuff on the bed ready my pajamas out my toothbrush whatever i mean in hopes that no one's gonna steal my pajamas you never know but i just like to have my stuff ready and then when i get back I can just quickly get changed. I don't make a lot of noise. And then I go to bed. And then also, as someone, when I did stay in hostels, I don't anymore. I'm past that time in my life. But earplugs, they work wonders in hostels. Wear earplugs as well. You can get really good ones that block out a lot of noise. Like enough noise if people are whispering or kind of getting ready for bed or whatever. Like your earplugs can block most of that out. So get a good pair of earplugs and don't be an asshole and complain if people are (laughs) making a bit of noise and don't be an asshole and make too much noise in a hostel. Compromise. It's all about compromise in a hostel. 
Beautifully said. All right. I got two more for you. I think they're a bit shorter ones. Mm -hmm. So am I the asshole for being upset that my wife dragged us to the airport five hours (sighs) early for a flight? So Mm -hmm. we're flying from Poland to Heathrow at 6.45 a.m. We had booked an airport hotel that was a 15-minute drive from the airport. My wife is a bit neurotic about travel and decided we needed to be at the airport at 2 a.m. at the latest. So here we are. Problem is, security and bag drop don't open until 4.30 a.m. And we have a four-year-old daughter. We have a car five minutes away in the car park we could be sat in, but she refuses and wants to stay in the terminal. So here we all are, sat on the floor, trying to keep a four-year-old occupied at 3.30 a.m. in an empty terminal building where everything is closed. I am so pissed off, and she says I'm overreacting. Am I the asshole? Oh, my God. So, hold on. Let me get this right. (laughs) They had an airport hotel, and they still showed up to the airport five hours early? Yeah, pretty much. He's not the asshole. No. uh, She sounds... Look, as somebody somebody that likes... Sounds like he put it well. Yeah. As somebody that does like to be at the airport early, like, I, I can be quite anxious before i fly like i just like to make sure i know where the gate is i get it but the whole idea of booking an airport hotel as well is that you don't need to be there five hours early that you can go like a couple hours before because you're so close by you get on the airport shuttle or whatever if you are driving drive your car over and it's easy it's it's supposed to be a kind of a stress-free morning that's the whole point and then to i agree to sit there like If they knew as well that the check-in was not going to be open or the bag check, why are you there? Yeah. Like, especially those early mornings. not doing anything. You're not doing anything besides physically being there, which, let's be honest, at an airport hotel five minutes away, you're basically there already. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think he's the asshole. I think his wife needs to chill the fuck out. (laughs) I Yeah, I agree. I'd be pissed. Uh, And I guess there are situations where it's like, has she missed a flight previously? And, Mm. you know, there's reasons for her being a bit neurotic about it that she knows. Has she never flown internationally before? Maybe I'm wondering Mm -hmm. where it's like all unknown. I mean, I'm at the point now where I show up there when I need to be there. Like even I fly at 6, 10 a.m., on Wednesday to Dubai. Yeah. Theoretically, according to the timelines, I should be there at 3, 10 a.m. Yeah. Do I need to be there at 3, 10 a.m.? No. I'm going no. for 4 a.m. <laughs> going for 4 a.m. You're probably not checking a bag, I would assume. Well, I am checking a bag, but oh. it'll the airport will be dead. It's 4 a.m. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> it. I, you have to look at like what time you're flying. I mean, I usually just go now, again, now that I have lounge access, I will go a bit earlier, but that means I can just go in at a into the lounge and like chill yeah. but i thought about that but the lounge at 3 8, 4 a.m is just garbage does also. it even open a lot of lounges don't open until a certain time oh that's like, a good question i'll look yeah that up. you gotta look yeah. that up because even i know the ba lounge well at least one of them anyways at heathrow it doesn't open until i think 5 a.m like they're not tw- oh, a lot no. of them are not 24 7 um maybe which i, I think- can wear my open toed shoes well, look this up ahead of time. I mean, the one at Pearson, <laughs> like the one I, I flew at, uh, out of when I came back to London from Toronto at Christmas, it didn't open until 3 p.m., which I thought oh, was such a random... It doesn't open until 5.15 a.m. There you go. See? Okay. Good to know. Well, Good to you know. can go in there for Definitely like... Definitely not getting there before four now. No. I see. These are the things you got to look up. And that's the thing, like, especially if you're traveling with kids, if there's yeah. nothing to do in the airport either, let that child sleep longer. Like, why are you getting up? that early i'm with this guy he's not an asshole and 
if his wife has had previous incidents where she's mm-hmm. missed a flight or whatever, she needs to just lesson learned, move on and come up with a plan that's not so erratic, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, agreed. Oh. All right, check out this next one. On the flip side of that scenario, am I the asshole for going on vacation without my husband? Okay, that's the title, but wait for this. Just wait for this. My husband and I planned a week vacation to New Orleans in the U.S. We, but really it was me, have been planning this for months. Back in March, I told him I would plan most of it, everything we need to do. All he had to do was get the week off work and buy the plane tickets. I spent months researching what to do, booked the hotel rooms, made reservations at the things we were doing, everything. Every few weeks, I checked in to see if he'd bought the tickets yet, and he would say he was waiting for the plane to prices to go down oh god three weeks ago i reminded him again and he said he had got off work for the days but had forgotten the plane tickets he looked online and tickets were close to fifteen hundred dollars each he was gonna wait some more to see if they would go down a bit last week when i asked him if he'd bought them yet he said no we looked again prices were still high and he said he wasn't willing to spend that much on them and asked how much money i would lose if i just canceled everything He offered to have a nice staycation instead. I told him I was not willing to cancel everything because I had spent so much time planning this. We argued. We didn't come to a conclusion. I wound up buying one ticket for myself and I flew out on Saturday. When I told him I was still going, he acted all surprised that I didn't want to stay home with him. I am in New Orleans now and he is blowing up my phone saying (laughs) I'm an asshole for going without him. He was trying to get a ticket to come to, but I told him if he came, he was getting his own hotel room because this is now my vacation away from him. <laughs> Am I the asshole? Oh my God. Not the asshole. I love this. I'm like, get it, girl. <laughs> He's an asshole. First of all, never wait. The flight prices are not going down. This is not a thing anymore. No, that's always a terrible argument. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe you're going to find a deal that will save like a hundred dollars if is that it gonna be is it gonna be an astronomical difference to no. justify not booking it no are, are you willing to risk it because let's be honest most of the time flight prices go up the closer it is to the day i think i read something last year it was like a study and i can't quote who it was who did the study or whatnot but they actually said it makes most sense to book flights much more in advance to get the best yeah. prices like it, oh 100 percent. i don't know when this person wrote this on reddit but like pri- flight prices never go unless there's a sale like right now it's january so there, there's a lot of airlines that just have like the january sales in which case yeah you can get flights cheaper but like that's just a sale like it's not but anyways i mean he should have booked it it was his responsibility to book the flights she did all this planning and and I think as well, when you're planning for a trip, that's when you get really excited about it as well. When you're, yeah. and oh, so she probably sure. was so hyped up and then he's like, oh, sorry, flights are too expensive. We're not going. What a dickhead. This guy sounds like a dick. If you ask yeah. me, I would dump him. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd be so pissed off if my other half didn't do the one thing they were meant to do in the isn't that so typical men like typically men too yeah like you have one job and you cannot and you didn't do it you just all you had to do was book the flights and she did all this planning and yeah i would have done the same i would have booked the flight myself and good honor for obviously being able to afford all of this as well on her own because she booked by the sounds of it all this the hotels accommodation and 
the activities they were doing. And then on top of that, she booked her flight. Now, what did you think about the bit about the end where she told him that if he did come, he was getting his own hotel? I mean, I love that as well. Okay, I did too. Because <laughs> at that point, I don't know. It's just like you've, she's made it her own vacation. And the boyfriend should respect that and be like, do you know what? I fucked up. I'll see you when you get back. Have a great time. Is what he should be doing. He's sulking and being a baby. Because he. it sounds like he can't take responsibility or accountability for his fuck up. Yeah. Agreed. We actually agreed on most things here. I don't think we actually disagreed on anything. No. Sounds like we're on the same page. And (laughs) if I've learned anything from this episode is solo travel is the way to go. (laughs) (laughs) This is. I'll tell you one scenario. This was years back. I was in the Dominican Republic. Tell me what you think here. Mm -hmm. So four girls went on vacation together. Good. It was all inclusive. Very like room in a resort, walk to the beach, walk to the pool kind of vibe. So we all get up the night before. We're like, oh, let's head down to the beach at like, or the pool, wherever. At like 10 so we can all get lounge chairs because by noon they're all fully booked. Yeah. So 10 o'clock, three of us are ready to go. One isn't. So we're like, oh, we'll wait five, 10 minutes till she's ready. No, not ready. We're, we're venturing into the half hour mark beyond that. So finally two of us are like, okay, we'll head down there. We'll you know, take a bunch of towels, grab four chairs. So we still mm-hmm. get our chairs. I shit you not. The one was like, you aren't going to wait for me. <laughs> like absolutely appalled. Like we were being assholes for going first without the whole group. Yeah. And I was just like, yes, we're going without you. We're not sitting here. Person joined an hour and a half later. <laughs> That's when they got yeah. there. We would have sat in the room for another hour. Not the asshole. Oh, goodness. I mean, I get having to wait. Like, I know how you are, Steph. You yeah. get impatient waiting for people. I do. And sometimes, oh, I do. sometimes things happen in life. Yes. Where you just have to like, that's where sometimes you have to have that compromise and be like, okay, someone might need 10 extra minutes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. An hour and a half is ridiculous. I would even give someone 20 minutes, maybe. Yeah. An hour and a half is ridiculous. And... Not the asshole. Now, if someone said, I'm going to be 10 minutes, can you wait for me? And you were like, no, we're going now. Fuck you. I'd be like, you're an asshole. Like, just (laughs) give your friend. This is your friend. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. But an hour and a half. Yeah. No, definitely not. And again, it's, you know, I think you have to remember as well, like when you're on vacation with friends or with other people and when you're traveling, like it's their trip as well. Yeah. The trip does not revolve around you not you Steph but like yeah, you yeah. in general you the generic you generic you and you know it's not just your world and everyone's living in it it's like I think again it goes back to with traveling with people a lot I of know. compromise a lot of compromise has to be made and it's tough sometimes so travel by yourself <laughs> yep I'm a solo girl <laughs> solo girl for life nice well I like these maybe we should do uh, another one of these soon oh for sure there's probably some gems out there. Yeah. If you guys find any good ones, am I the asshole scenarios, tell us what they are. And and, and if you disagreed with us on any of them, yeah. let us know. I like a good debate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. 
See you next time. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.